Welcome to the Blissing Out Podcast. I'm so grateful you are here and I know you were brought here for a reason. My name is Katie Benford and my intention with this podcast is to help you reframe your limiting beliefs, regain your confidence, restructure your daily habits and identities so you can attract more success, love, wealth, and freedom into your life. I'm a certified NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, manifestation and success coach, and it's my soul's mission to help you step into the most blissed out version of yourself. So think of this podcast as your weekly dose of manifestation tips, mindset, and perspective shifts with some spirituality and productivity sprinkled into. I'm so happy to be here with you to help you on the journey to your most fulfilled version of yourself. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and let's create some bliss together. Hello, my beautiful babes. I'm so happy to be here today, and welcome back to the Blissing Out podcast. Today, I'm joined by my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friend, Catherine. Um, And when I tell you that we have an episode in store for you, I mean it 1,000%. Catherine is a psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and intuitive. She's passionate about helping people be aligned with their higher selves, connect them with their spirit guides, guide them through their spiritual awakening, trust their intuition, be the best possible version of themselves, and live up to their true potential. And I've known Catherine for about six months, but it seriously feels like I've known her my entire human experience. I've talked with her on multiple occasions. We keep in contact like every week. And even though she lives across the universe, across the world, um, I am just so grateful for her. And every time I chat with Catherine, it's it's like pure gold in my opinion. Um, For me, like personally, I feel like I can really tap into my intuition and connect with my guides and um, just kind of be my most spiritual, authentic self when I'm in her presence, even though it's just over Zoom, because again, we're like nine hour time difference, I think. And I'm, it's just, it, it's a very good feeling when I'm with her in her presence, because I feel like, again, there's no judgment um, with, with whatever I'm going through. And I just feel so supported in my spiritual journey. And um, I'm so happy that she was able to come on to the podcast uh, this week. So Again, I'm just so grateful. This conversation that we had, um, we talk about past life regression. We talk about, oh my gosh, connecting with your spirit guides, connecting with your intuition, how different ways to, you know, um, get into the flow when you're on your spiritual journey and things aren't going so well. We talked about, um, you know, our ancestors and, oh my gosh, this episode's just packed with so much information about spirituality. So I'm very excited about that. And again, I'm just so grateful that I have met her because she's just truly a light in this world. And she's so good at helping you understand where you are currently and then what the next step would be that would serve you in the absolute best way. She's, you know, always looking at the bright side of things and basically always tells me to go back to self-love when I'm struggling. Catherine's helped me, you know, get back to my soul and really feel more authentic in my mission for helping other women. And having her on this podcast is I just I'm never going to be able to put words you know to how grateful I am for Catherine and that I've met her and I have her in my life and I've also attached all of Catherine's links um in the show notes so if you want to join her amazing membership the spiritual academy um or if even you just want to book her for a psychic reading or um a reading to you know get to connect with your spirit guides and such uh click the links down below I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today and let's begin Hi, Catherine. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm so happy to have you here. So welcome to the Blissing Out podcast. 
I'm so grateful. You know that I just think the world of you and I just love connecting with you because I feel like you help me get into my intuitive like side of myself and it makes me so happy. So um, for anybody that is like <laughs> listening, can you give a little bit of an introduction by yourself? The dog, I'm sorry, the dog keeps barking. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. So I'm Catherine. I'm a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. And what I do is I do spirit guides readings. also have a membership. And I consider it being part of my purpose, but especially also my passion, really connecting people to their spirit guides, to their intuition, to their purpose, really help them becoming conscious mm-hmm. of, you know, their connectedness, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's how you want to call it, really help and guide them through their spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of what I do and the work with my students and clients is really guiding them through the awakening. Mm-hmm. Might it be a spiritual awakening, but also psychic awakening. So, you know, really awakening to your psychic gift. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I do. So it's mainly really connected to you, to your spirit guides, helping you through your spiritual awakening, connecting you to your highest self. And just, it's really very much about connecting because having a spiritual awakening is really about becoming who you truly are. It's mm-hmm. sort of like unbecoming. And it's, yeah, I just love every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah, it absolutely is your purpose because you're so good at helping people connect with their higher power and in just like their highest self. Like every time I'm around you and every time I'm speaking with you as a friend, like I just feel like I can tap into my actual soul. Like on a soul level, I feel like I can just be exactly who I'm meant to be um, without any hesitations or any type of resistance. I just tap in somehow when I talk to you. So like I just got chills. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Thank you so much. It's such a huge compliment. But you know I love your energy. You have to have white, crystal, clear energy. Thank you. And I think people can pick up on when they don't have to pretend being somebody or something they really just don't have to be and mm-hmm. that's a huge thing that I love so much and I love about you because you are such an inspirational true and honest being and this is why I really think you know you doing this podcast doing the program that you do mm-hmm. it's such a such a gift to the world really mm-hmm. because you bring and shine that light on other people too and that's why I, why I love so much thank you so much for saying that it makes me so happy um <laughs> so I just want to kind of get into a little bit of the background of your work and kind of how you <laughs> even even knew that you were psychic or you had psychic abilities or the ability to connect with the other side I I want to hear kind of your first encounters with that and and if you can walk us through that oh yeah that's amazing because for the longest time I never realized (laughs) (laughs) never was consciously aware of the fact that I'm psychic or let alone psychic medium Mm -hmm. I just remember that when I was really little my mom especially and you know their side of the family because my grand aunt 
she's a she used to be she transitioned mm-hmm. but she um she's a she was a big psychic medium mm-hmm. they always told me that i would be very clairvoyant mm-hmm. but for the sake of my being i never knew what that would really mean right mm-hmm. but i did have an idea so when my grandfather who was an extremely important figure in my life transitioned as well it started kind of hitting me and I think what happened to me then and happens to most psych mediums is typically they started channeling at the age like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. That's the same that happened to me. But then in my teenage years, I really suppressed it mm-hmm. because there were so many things happening, which I didn't understand, you know, and then society's pressure, yada, yada, yada. But spirit always showed up again and again. Mm-hmm. In, in really advanced, I couldn't deny it, but <laughs> it actually took a, a lot of years for me to finally settle in my power mm-hmm. as a psychic medium and always, and, and just really understood that this is not just a gift that I have, mm-hmm. but that this is also my purpose in helping other people. Mm-hmm. And ever since that, and that I really understood that and embraced it too and understood that this is a gift actually and not so much something I would have to suppress. Yeah. My life has changed and I can truly and honestly say that is when I started being really me, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So what I had, I <laughs> when I was little, I figured that pots were flying off the shelf or one yeah one really crazy thing I was 13 so today I have three kids Mm -hmm. and when I was 13 14 I had a spirit a male spirit which I was aware he would just be talking 24 7 that is one of the main events I can recall and I was like so confused and almost disturbed because I remember standing at the bus stop 7 a.m. and that spirit was just chattering, chattering, chattering. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I asked my grand aunt, like, what the heck is going on? And she was like smiling. She was like, that is your son. Wait, what? I'm like, what? Yeah. She was like, this this spirit, he is your son. At 14, you heard this. 13, 14, yeah. Holy cow, okay. And I was like, how would that even be possible? Because I always thought I was going to have one child and that would be a girl. So obviously I thought, you know, that couldn't even be the truth. So now let me tell you this. (laughs) My eldest son is talking just like that. No way. He's talking 24 freaking seven. I know for a fact that this is him. At that time, I was so scared. I, you know... Like, why would that even happen and stuff? But today it totally makes sense. And that kind of event, not all of them with my children, of course, but also including other people's spirits, mm-hmm. I've had throughout my life so many times. And I do have to say, whenever I experience those events, which seem to be so larger in life, mm-hmm. if, if you're just living that society day-to-day life every single day, but it felt like so familiar. Mm-hmm. Like it would spook the heck out of everybody else, but I just felt like so connected. And yeah, of course that happens. You know? So that was that was one of the wildest ones I can recall. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's crazy because I'm I'm not in a place where I want kids yet. But 
I know people that are in the spiritual world um, that are are at that point in their life, right? Like they're ready yeah. to start having kids. And I know that there's a lot of work that can go into you, you um, I guess like attracting the child for yourself and attracting the spirit for yourself. And, and, and the way that you're already connected to that and like that, I feel like that's kind of what you're referring to is that your son at 13 was there talking to you. Correct? Well, let me clarify this. Okay. I didn't get pregnant at 13. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was in those days. Right. To have a baby. That's why I was so freaked out. Right. I did get pregnant with him at 28. Right. Just let it clarify. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? And this is so interesting because just a couple months ago, I have sensed a male sun spirit around a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, very specifically, he told me when he she when he would be like ready to be conceived, yada yada, which all happened like that. And <sighs> but let me tell you this, and this is why I think is so interesting that you said there goes a lot of work into attracting. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is no work. No, okay. Because let me tell you this: the spirits mm-hmm. are with you. Okay, when the spirit is ready to be your child. Mm-hmm. He or she is just going to be there. Okay. So are they? That's it. That's a divine timeline. Of course, you can, you can, you know, of course, you can ask and stuff. Yeah. But the script is going to be there. Like my three children, they have been with me for several lifetimes. None of them are new. Okay. Because that's what, that's my question is, is I'm still kind of educating myself on these, Mm -hmm. these different realms of our universe, you know? And so, when you so are you always connected to like if you decide you want children you're always connected to that soul or that spirit correct or is that what you're saying it could be okay it could be a brand new one coming in okay. i in fact had a spirit guide reading the other day with a female she had she has five kids okay and four of them have the first four of them have been with her for several lifetimes and then the fifth child is a brand new soul mm-hmm. into her life not a brand new soul as in the first lifetime that yeah. the soul is, is experiencing but into her lifetimes okay <laughs> so this, is... this soul is brand new into her soul's lifetime lifetime if that makes sense yes but the four children she had prior to that soul their souls have been with her for several lifetimes what i'm saying is I absolutely, and you know, especially with doing all of this work, guys, reading, reading, souls are like so connected. Mm -hmm. And remember, for souls, there is no such thing as time and space. And Einstein has said it already. Right. Way, I'm a huge Einstein fan. That that really, when we human beings try to think in this time space kind of thing, it, it doesn't do any service to us it's just going to limit us so mm-hmm. try to wait that just for a second and understand that souls are connected mm-hmm. and so many happens actually everything about that happens way before you're being conceived right so my son just to keep with him for a second when i was when i got pregnant with him that was definitely him being like yo I want to come yeah <laughs> because at that time I was definitely not trying to get pregnant really but he, and not at all and by the way same happened with me 
when my parents got pregnant with me, they had no plans for that. No. Really? <laughs> no, oh not gosh. at all. It trickles down so, then, I feel like. You know? Totally. Totally. And my kids, the first one is, and um, my third one, are totally psychics mm-hmm. and my second one is a light worker like for sure mm-hmm. and funny enough and i'm just gonna share that here with you i know i have a fourth soul around okay but not not, not this time i'm good here yeah <laughs> and that's but but that's actually fine but that's just what i'm saying you are connected and i think this is one big thing when tr- people are trying to you know get pregnant mm-hmm. Um, I think, and and if they would understand that, would probably give so much comfort. Yeah, the soul is ready to be conceived when the when there is that perfect time. Yes, divine timing. And we exactly mm-hmm. aim into this one, and we can do whatever the heck we want to. We can't pressure that. Right. If any of that, I have learned that with my three babies, and they have to. Especially my first one. Mm-hmm. And that's how his nature is. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready when he's ready. And that's fine. And you know what? One big, very famous example of that would have to be Gabby Bernstein, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Because she's very publicly opening up her, um, her um, like, she had a hard time getting pregnant the first time. Mm-hmm. I... I definitely think she's ready to have her second child, and she has been so for a little bit. Right. I think they have a bit of a rocky road there. And she's mentioning over and over again how she does believe in that divine timing. Yes. But, yeah, it's probably very hard to overcome that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of, like, lack feeling when you really want to have a baby. But, yeah, what I'm saying is try to understand that we souls are – this connection is so much bigger than life. Yeah. Like so many, and that's a very common thing that spirit guides are not just ancestors and loved ones. Right. But also souls from past lifetimes. That happens so many times you have no idea. Right. And and so I just had a thought pop up because I've, I've heard yeah. this before and I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming you have a pretty good knowledge of like ancestral trauma and ancestral like lineage and, and everything. So I listened to a podcast. I can't remember what one it was or who it was that even said this or asked this question, but it was, are you, because you come from different lifetimes, right? Like you have past lives. Does that make <laughs> you also an ancestor of yourself? Does that make sense? Like, because you already yeah. have these these traumatic no. events, like, does that mean those carry into your current life and that could technically be, like, you're also your own ancestor, if that makes sense? Okay, so this one I want to say, do I believe that we are our own ancestor? No, okay. totally not, because our ancestors are different souls. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be my own aunt, grandma, right. aunt whatever. Okay. No. But do we carry trauma from a past lifetime mm-hmm. over to this one? Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do. And and um, this is when I tell my clients like, we really want to solve this one this lifetime. You don't want to carry this over. Right. And this is just a very very common thing that we have sort of like I, you know what? I don't want to call it problems because when you call something a problem, it it indicates that it's difficult to be solved. Yeah. I just told that my kids, by the way, the other day, mm-hmm. 
instead I would love to call it a challenge. Yes, that's great. So if we have a challenge coming up, typically it is being brought up to our attention mm -hmm. so we can move beyond that and, you know, shine light on it. Yes. Like literally. So we are able to move on right. and, and, you know, really leave that behind. And that, but, but bringing stuff from a past lifetime, especially have that, I've seen that so many times. Mm -hmm. it, it's a very common thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and I've been doing a lot of reading on just, you know, the fact that, because, okay, there's, there's obviously a lot of people in the spiritual community that will spiritual bypass and say, well, you created that, like you manifested the negative thing into your life. Right. And, and I don't believe in necessarily, oh, no. like, I mean, when terrible, terrible things happen, like losing loved ones or getting in a car accident or something that's tragic or very traumatic, people <clears throat> will spirit, spiritual bypass and say the victim created that, which I don't believe. I believe that we as souls, before we even come into the human experience. I think that we are under a soul contract to where we know the challenges that we're going to face as souls. And we know yes. the different types of lessons that we're going to learn and we sign up for them. And that's just my personal outlook. But for people to say like you manifested something really negative into your life, I hear it all the time, which it's I do so not agree with. It. No, it's terrible. You know yeah. what? I think if a spiritual enlightened or awoke person would say that, I would suggest we should have a session and talk about yes. this again because yes. no, this sounds like a punishment. When something already sounds like a punishment, it's not spiritual. Right. Spiritual is unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Remember, spirituality is not a religion. Mm -hmm. It is not a book of rules. It is unconditional love. And let me tell you this, because I did have a very interesting conversation the other day, and I just felt called to share this with you. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about, she asked me, if, for example, you have a loved person dying through a horrible car accident way too young, why would the universe, the source, allow that to happen? Yes. And I just asked her, even if she was young, why would you doubt that her soul has already accomplished her mission? Mm. Gosh, that's powerful. That is so powerful because it's so true. And I mean, personally, I've lost a lot of loved ones. And so for mm. me, like losing my sister, as you know, losing my yeah. sister when I was 13 and she was 31, it's like at that age of me being 13, I could not conceptualize why this was happening. I actually went through a very yeah. brief period where – it was a very brief, actually, it was like years, but where I didn't believe in any type of higher power. I was like, there's no possible way that there can be a higher power if this happened to me. Yes, that allows that. Which yes, I, was I get that. Victim's mindset, like I was totally stuck in that because I had dealt with like a very traumatic thing. But, yeah. you know, that's so powerful because Andrea, my sister, was so vibrant and she affected mm. or impacted positively so many people you know so it's just like that's such an amazing way of looking at it and I've I've never thought of that before but that's powerful it, it, it they say that so often that like why would the good people have to die so young mm -hmm. but really this and you know what this is what I really want to point out since you said you were so hurt and mm -hmm. didn't want to believe in a higher power 
that's okay. Mm-hmm. You were heard. Yeah. If you are heard, if you're going through pain, just never suppress that. Yes. It's trying to be heard. It is your human part of you feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. And you should always honor that. Yes. Yeah. And I definitely did not at a younger age. <laughs> well, but, but how, you know, we always need people we can lean on to who lead by example. If you would have had somebody by your side, or maybe you just really had to go through this mm-hmm. in order to become the person you are today mm-hmm. and just look at how you shine light on other people's life. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I've, thank you for saying that. Cause that's what I've always thought is like, I, I had to go through these things and not that I had to, but I did go through these things so I could become a roadmap for someone else to also become, go yeah. through these things and, and see how to get through it in a positive way. And I, again, struggled with it for so many years. I still struggle with it, coping in the right way and, you know, not suppressing because I've been kind of conditioned to suppress. And so for me to actually yeah, let it are. out so hard. Yeah. But it's the most liberating feeling when you do just finally release and let go of that control of your emotions and just let it all out because that's when it's going to actually release fully. You know, it's it's going to be, it'll dissipate once you actually just sit with it. So, And it's important to go through this. Let me tell you two things. First of all, suppressing emotions mm-hmm. is the very thing that today's society is like programming us on yes. as we have to function you have to struggle you have to work hard mm-hmm. if not you are not a worthy member of this society that's mm-hmm. the biggest yes yeah. ever first of all second and this is something very powerful i want to share with you if you want to know your purpose mm-hmm. shine the light on your pain yes oh my gosh it's so true it really is i mean it is that's where i feel like for me, my power almost always lies in the struggles, quote unquote struggles that I've faced, which again, challenges and overcoming those and still making it to the next day is like, that's where your purpose is. You know, that that's where it lies in my opinion too. So, and you know why? If, he, if if it wasn't for you having gone through all that, mm-hmm. through all the heartbreaks, through all the tears, how would you be able to serve mm-hmm. other people who need you? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to relate to anyone. You couldn't do it. Yeah. And for some reason, now I just have to say that again. Remember, if people get taken out of your life, that's the most horrible thing, but I have to bring it up. It's like mm-hmm. pressuring on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I already know. Yes. Just trust in the fact that I know the most horrible thing that could happen to a parent is if they lose their baby. Mm-hmm. Just always know. And, and just for clarification, I had taken a whole lot of people who I love to death mm-hmm. uh, out of my life as well. Yeah. So just don't think, oh, she could be talking, she had two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, there were so many people I had to let go. Yes. But if they are going, if they're leaving, if they're transitioning, I don't like the word dying because there is no thing as birth and death. Yes. It's really transitioning. Mm-hmm. Trust on the fact that their soul have sort of completed their mission for this lifetime. Right. It's such a crucial one. That is. And it's, 
it's something that I feel like a lot of people have a hard time conceptualizing, especially when people die young or transition young. Totally. You know, and it's fair. It's fair. It is. It's fair. And this is what I want to say. If someone, if you just had to let go of somebody, you don't have to be 10 minutes later, like, oh, well, this all, you know, that's all good. No. Grief. Grief. And eat the ice cream and cry mm-hmm. and, and do whatever you have to do. And it takes years Yep. for that special person that I had to let go of 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat in, so, in, in some ways in grief. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's... And, and, and that's okay. Yeah. People don't understand or... Not that they don't understand, but people put too much pressure on themselves or, and not even that society puts too much pressure on ourselves Mm. to be like, you have 48 hours to grieve. And then after that, no more, you know, and it's like, grieving grieving is not linear at all. I mean, even it's been 15 years since my sister passed away and I still like have days where I'm like. Ooh, I feel more grief than I do on other days, you know? And so I've learned how to cope with it in better ways, but that grief never really goes away. It's just that you learn how to cope with it, in my opinion. But just an idea. Mm-hmm. How about if you don't have to cope with that, mm-hmm. but how about if you understand on the days that you, what we would usually call griefing, mm-hmm. you just sense her presence, especially yeah. around. Because she, you, she really wants you to feel her on that day. Yeah. Most. Ooh, that's powerful. I didn't think about it like that. And what about if this is not what we would think of typically as greeting, but she just really wants you to know she is around. Yeah. Because you need it. Yeah. That's very important. I, I've never thought about it that way. You know, because typically in grief, you are, you're, your human self is experiencing mm-hmm. the loss. Of that yeah, person, totally. but your soul is still connected, and that's the day that your soul feels closest. And or here's feel. the thing: our human side will always miss that person because of the tangible. Yes, you know you can't have that person anymore. You can't call on the phone. Mm-hmm. And speaking of um, my very early channeling and experience of experience. So, by the way, I did channel a whole lot when I was four, and my mother even saw that. Mm-hmm. But after my grandparents, who were who had a specific, very important role in my life, mm-hmm. after they have transitioned, I was the the thing I missed the most besides the hugs were the phone calls, and mm-hmm. I would literally dream of them calling me up. Isn't that crazy? I mean, and a lot of people, even people who wouldn't even consider themselves psychic, which, by the way, we are all connected. And even if you believe you can be, you definitely can be. Yes. And this is a huge part of my purpose, really showing you this yes. and guiding you on how you can consciously connect. But most of the time, spirit does it in dreams. Why is that? Because while you are an alive being, having a blood pressure, breathing, you know, all the kind of good stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> that the part on your, in your life where you are the most still, the most naturally connected without having to, you know, do meditations for 24 years or whatever, mm-hmm. is while you are asleep. Right. 
And that's and this is why I mean many people had so many crazy dreams and come up to me, be like, "What the heck does it mean?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> somebody's trying to communicate here." Yes, yeah, and that's my mom has always said that. It's so funny that you bring that up because my mom has always said if you have a, a dream about a lost loved one, it's a visit. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. it's yeah. it's it's one of the craziest things I experience in my life. It's almost every single time. I think maybe one time it hasn't happened. But almost every single time from the age of 12 or 13 when I lost my sister to now, every time someone has passed on, I the night that they pass on, like the very night that they pass or the day that they pass, but that next night, I have a dream about them and they all come to me saying, I'm okay, I'm fine, tell everyone I'm okay, tell everyone I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And they're always in their most abundant human version. Like that's how they appear to me is like the most abundant version of themselves as a human. And it's so Mm. funny because I I had it with my sister. I had it with one of my friends that passed away when I was 14. I've had it with my grandmother, my aunt and all of them. Same thing. I'm okay. Tell everyone I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm good. And it's just crazy to me because, you know, I know it's a visit for sure. I know that they're coming to me to be the messenger and, yeah. but again, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm able to like fully, uh, channel when I'm in my conscious state. Well, if you're ready, you probably up. Yes, I know. <laughs> I am. I just, I, I get like, okay. So I want to talk about something that's probably a little bit taboo, but I want to talk about it because I know I've experienced it as I've gotten more into my spirituality. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been exposed to negative entities in terms mm. of being being more aware of when there is a negative entity around me. And yeah. it's happened in my apartment, actually. I've just been like sitting and my fridge will open or, you know, something mm. will fall off mm. of the table, like you said earlier. And it's like, sometimes I can sense like a harsh energy for sure. And it's just like, how can people who are kind of getting into this cope with that, the feelings of having a negative entity around you while they're still kind of getting into their mediumship or whatever you'd like to call it? Awakening. Yes, you're, they're awakening. You know what? This is, I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're experiencing, but I'm happy you're bringing it up because you are not the only one. Mm-hmm. And in fact, everybody who has an awakening will at some point experience it. Yes. Why? Not because I haven't been around before, yeah. but you are actually at a place where you pick up on it. This is why like my mentorship program is based on three pillars, mm-hmm. awakening, but also protect your energy. Yes. And this is this is something where like if you would consider yourself an empath or highly sensitive or intuitive or even if you have no idea what the heck we're talking about right now, <laughs> if you sense energies, don't ever let anybody tell you you'd be a fool or that won't be true right. because it totally is. Remember, everything is energy, and I'm not trying to be a um, uh, I'm not trying to be Einstein right now or something. <laughs> but there's actually scientific proof behind that. So yes. if you think we'd be too woo woo by now, probably it's since the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's, it's actually on the truth. So what you want to do, and it's, it's something I teach every single student of mine, mm-hmm. 
first of all, you really want to protect your energy. Mm-hmm. You really want to protect your place. Mm-hmm. You really want to protect your place. And you really want to smudge the hack out of your place. Yeah. So you just told me you already used sage. Yes. Which I would do until you sense that energy has lost. Yeah. Now, when you live in a, a, in a house where there are various apartments, you know, just know that there is a whole bunch of energy of going on. Yeah. So you really want to smudge up until you sense they're, they have left. And also, and this is, I believe, a very, very, very crucial part of it. There are psychic mediums who love to, um, like, speak prayers. What I do, because remember, even the souls who will feel disturbing to you, there is no such thing as an evil soul. Yes. They're disturbed souls, sad souls, whatever. But if you feel they're they're not supposed to be there and that's there, thank them for being there. Mm-hmm. Give them the love and attention. Yeah. And then ask them to leave because you can be like, this is what I say, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what I say. I say, thank you very much for being there, but you don't have a space in my place. Please mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. And, and there, there are people who be like, no, you can't open the window when you're smudging. Then there are people like, open that window. Yeah. Me personally, I like, I open every single window, well, every single door because yeah. I do believe that like it's easier for them to access. Yes. So, yeah. And that's, I, there's so much, there's so many like, um, conflicting ideas about smudging oh, and, yeah. you know, like, do yeah. you open the window? Do you not? I personally do. Cause I feel like it is a way for the energy to energies to leave. And that's perfect. You, you just have to always go with what feels best for you. Yes. I, this is what I always say. There is no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. No, yes, no, no. Yeah. Or no, <laughs> just go for what resonates with you. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Just listen to yourself. Yeah. Yourself. And then, so this is what you want to do at first. Smudge the heck out of everything. Mm-hmm. Until, but really until you sense they're gone. And yeah. really thank them for that presence. Mm-hmm. Again, they want to be seen. They want to be heard. There's really, they, they don't want to hurt you intentionally. Yeah. Just come from a place understanding that, and that is already going to shift things. Then um, there are a couple of techniques I love doing with my students. A big one is a light bubble. And really do that, not just for yourself. Most people, when they hear of a light bubble, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a light or a light code about myself. But you can really do that all over your plate. Yeah, okay. I've heard of that before. That's something I highly suggest. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, there's so many beautiful things you can do. Crystals have an extreme power. Especially if you're working with other people like you and I do. Yeah. Um, really into crystals. But uh, what I love a lot is also my singing bowl. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. I love my, I'm obsessed with my singing bowl because I feel like it, it really like shifts my chakras into yes. place, like nothing else. Yeah. Um, I personally love Palo Santo way more than Smudge because Smudge is very, um, Sage, sorry, is very intense. Yes. And then also, um, there is so many techniques. Well, one of my favorite would have to be taking showers with yeah. lavender oil. Ooh. Because remember, your body is 70% water. Yes. So when you're underneath a shower, and by the way, funny enough, taking a shower is for so many people like that Zen moment mm-hmm. because they really get still. Well, you because don't have anything remember, else to focus on. 
No, but that see how perfect that is. Yeah. And remember, in stillness you receive. Yes, that's so true. Only when you're still, this is when you know you you can receive the downloads and the guidance. Mm -hmm. And while this is what you want to do, really set the intentions for the water to flush off all of the negative energy. What I do love is dropping a couple of lavender oils, mm -hmm. like in the corner, because it's going to steam. Yeah. So all of your senses are sort of calm down so that's a, a very powerful thing yeah and that's what I've I've you know it, it I don't think it's any coincidence that people get these grand ideas while they're in the shower because <laughs> I mean not, no. <laughs> Oprah Oprah has a lot of downloads in the shower yeah, yeah. and it's true because like you're not yeah. having there's nothing else you have to focus on in that moment you're just with your your consciousness and I feel like in those moments mm -hmm. where you are just still and not thinking about too much, it, it allows your consciousness to open. And that's when you do get those downloads. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that is very powerful. And I love taking showers. And I, I have, <laughs> I have like a ritual where I'll like, just be like going like this to like get that energy off of me. And you know, yeah. just like wiping away all of the negativity and, and the things that you pick up on throughout your days, you know? Um, yeah. So speaking of just your consciousness and, and getting into more of how people or my listeners can start to, if they're new to this, if they're like 100% new to yes. spirituality, how yes. can they begin? Welcome. Yes, I know. <laughs> how can they okay. begin? So first of all, if, if you're very new to this, I would really encourage you to listen to your emotions. Mm -hmm. I call your emotions your emotional GPS. Yes. Why is that? Because your highest self, your spirit guides, your, you know, the universe, source, God, Buddha, Allah, mm -hmm. however you want to call it. While there's so many new things you probably get in touch with right now, and it's probably a whole big mess of confusion, mm -hmm. just know whoever is guiding you at this point will always guide you when you're being still. Mm -hmm. And your emotions, and this is what I figured is the probably one of the very most important things to understand when you're starting this your spiritual awakening. And mm -hmm. chances are when you are listening to this and feel like it resonates with you, even if you might have no idea what the heck we're talking about, yeah. then this is for you. Right. Okay. And it all starts by understanding and acknowledging mm -hmm. that your emotions are never wrong. It's like we're all been giving so many moments in our life where we have that emotion, that intuition jumping in. You're like, no, don't do it. But everybody is around you being like, ah, do it. Yes. And then you do it and it turns out to be a big catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So just know that your intuition and your emotions can just never, never leave you wrong. And go from there. Right. Even if everybody's going to call you crazy, just know you can never be misguided by your emotions and your intuition. Right. That's like the very, very basic thing. And also, I believe one of the most difficult things ever. It is. It really is. And that for me... I feel like when I started to really dive deep into spirituality over the last five years, I mean, I, I had kind of gotten into it when I was younger, around 16, I read The Secret and, 
you know, but when I was <laughs> 22, I started getting into it more and I took like a couple years off here and there. But now that I've been focusing on this pretty consistently for the last four or five years, learning to trust when I do have that feeling of this is not going to turn out the way I want it to, or this is going to turn out the way I want it to, whatever one it is. Learning to trust is the hardest thing because you have so many different. It is the hardest thing. It is because you have so many different. You know, society tells us like, oh, if you go down this path, you know, you might be going down the wrong path. But I truly believe that you cannot take the wrong path in life. I feel in human life. No, because well, first of all, today's society is not made for everybody. Right. Let me just put that out (laughs) right now. Today's society is certainly not made for me. And if you're looking at the very, very successful people, mm-hmm. like the people who have founded Netflix, the guy who did Amazon, like the really crazy successful people, just or, or just remember that um, Google has been established in a garage. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just look at those and see how they were totally not following society's Right. And no one, and honestly, there's, there's not one, and, and this is a common theme. I've been studying successful people and, and, you know, successful, yeah. the uber successful people, the people that went with their intuition and did what they wanted to do, regardless of what anybody said, every single person had some type of connection to spirituality, manifestation, something to where they're, they were putting into practice those modalities. And most of times, even naturally, they weren't even aware of that, but they were so strongly connected to their intuition Mm -hmm. or manifesting the heck out of it, never even knowing that it is what they do is manifesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's. And then also, yeah, sorry. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, When when you are on that spiritual awakening path, Mm -hmm. you feel so lost and alone. Yeah. And I think we talked about that before. And this is this is when I really created that membership. Because feeling that lost and alone and confused is really like you, you start doubting yourself. Like, am I wrong here? What the heck is wrong with me? Yes. Like, am I going crazy? Mm-hmm. Right? And to have that, like, we have one another we talked to. And it's so, yeah. so good. Just imagine you could finally have that community where you get inspired by other people's spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and no, they're not crazy. You are so not alone in this. Yes. And it is so important. And those, those highly successful people, they're most of the times surrounded by also highly successful people or who are going to, but always people with that mindset. Yes. It is a mindset. It truly is that connection, that mm-hmm. standing firm in their intuition. Mm-hmm. It, that's a true mindset. It's a being. It is. And, and everything that you just said resonates with me so deeply because they're, you know, I don't necessarily come from a, a family who is spiritual. You know, my mother was raised in the Catholic church and all of her side of the family was pretty much the same. I was never baptized um, or anything of like any type of religion I was never put into, which I'm grateful for, honestly, because I feel like organized religion is not, does not align with like my soul. So, but for, you know, when I have been going through my spiritual awakening, (laughs) there's been so many times where I'm like, 
am I losing my mind? Like, why doesn't anybody (laughs) else know this? You know? And so, and I've had people tell me like, you're, you're crazy. Like you're, you know, you're losing it. And, and I, you know, being that you have this membership that I eventually want to join and I'm going to put it in the show notes too. So everyone here who's listening can go and, you know, sign up, but it's so important to have that community, especially because I feel like when you're going through a spiritual awakening, people are going to fall away. There's going to be people in your life that something I talk about in my program too, is like people are going to, they're going to fall away. You're going to outgrow some people. And it doesn't mean that you're any better than them, but it just means that they've served their purpose in your life and they can't go with you where you're wanting to go. And like, do you have any, you know, is there anything that you do to kind of cope with that? Because I feel like for me, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around losing friends mm. and, and I've lost okay. quite a few yeah. over the last few years. So, um, yeah, that's a biggie. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. And, and, and people, even if they don't think they're going for an awakening, will yeah, will resonate with that when they made like a huge career or mm-hmm. something. Yes. So first of all, understand that when your friends and family, people that you love, um, let's say react funny to you, quote unquote, changing, mm-hmm. but we know really you're awakening to the truth, right? Um, they pick up, even if you don't communicate it in like telling and sharing, because you might already sense they're going to be like, oh, she's so weird. Mm-hmm. And then the one, number one sentence they're going to drop is like, oh, you have changed. Like, I would rather have that wor- previous version. Yeah. <laughs> That is just know that this is their mirror, mm-hmm. right? That might feel uncomfortable because they see you growing, they see you thriving, and even if they just most likely will not be able to put their finger on it, they will be like, Oh yeah, I wanna thrive too, I wanna manifest my life too. But they can't because they don't even know what the heck is going on. Right. So honestly, I have lost so many friends (laughs) and family. In fact, to be very honest, I even um, since a couple of years no longer in contact with family members that I was very close to because of that. Yes. Because of exactly that. But it was... Not before then. I'm not saying break up that contact with your family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying for me personally, I was only able to become who I truly am and fully live and embrace that afterwards. Right. So, again, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> what I'm just saying is come from a place of love. Don't judge them. Yes. When you are at a certain stage in that awakening, the number one thing that I love so, 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 so much is that you will truly understand the fact that judging is always coming from your ego. 100%. And if you get that, you just not going to give it just any presence in your life anymore. So you naturally, you honestly let them go in love. Well, and that's the thing. I'm not even mad. When, yeah. when my aunt, I'm not trying to follow out, but when she was like, wow, we can't do that no more. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And she was freaking out because I was just so friendly and fine. And like, mm-hmm. I wish you well. Yeah. You know. And that's, and that's what I've learned too is now. And I even like with my therapist, it's so funny because I'll go in with something that I wanted to speak to her on, you know, something that I've been struggling with. And she'll be like, 
great awareness as always, like you, you know, and I'm like, well, it's something that I feel like I've really trained myself to every time I recognize a trait or something in someone else that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, where is this coming from within? What is it about that that is triggering me? And how can I heal that part of myself that's being triggered? Because you're a mirror ultimately. And so if something triggers you, it's, it's likely because there's something similar within yourself that you have not dealt with yet. And exactly. Yes. And when, and it is true. Cause when you get to that point in your spiritual awakening where you're like, why am I being triggered? Not mm-hmm. I'm being triggered. Why am I being triggered? And how can I work through the emotions of being triggered and let them go instead of letting it like brew okay. and brew and brew. Yeah. That's, liberation in the purest form, in my opinion, is like, how, why am I being triggered? How can I work through this instead of blaming it on them? How can I fix it? But even at some point, you're not going to be triggered anymore. Right. Yeah. There's some point where you're just going to be like, you're just going to be like, no, you just send them love and wish them well. It's fine. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a decision that even they have, either they have made them or you have made them. It's fine. Yeah. And also a big part, if you are fine and they're not, just understand that you will never have to engage in their story. Right. Just know that their emotions are their story. Right. And you can always choose to not engage and just right. leave them with that. And that's how I say um, in my course too, is like, I teach respond versus react. Ooh, and that's a big one. It's yeah. so true because I feel like <laughs> so when, it is like when you get to that point <laughs> in your awakening where you're like, I'm just going to respond. I'm going to respond with acceptance and love instead of reacting out of impulse because I'm feeling triggered or, you know, but I feel Ooh. like that's the only time you do really react to something is when you are triggered. And it, it could true. be a positive or a negative trigger, you know, like, but I, I feel like, for me, it's like always be responding. Don't react. And that's just my personal, what I like to do. It is. Yeah. So, you know, I just think, I, I feel like it's just, it's it's getting to the point in my life too, is where I've already lost a few friends, you know, and mm. I wish them well. I, we just were not in alignment anymore, which is totally fine. Um, good luck to them. Very, you know, I'm very... I've worked through a lot of that to where I feel like now I can just send them away with love and acceptance of what, what the situation was. Um, but I still see myself falling away from other people as well in my life, just in general. And it's like, it's a very hard, it's a harsh reality to face, but I feel like it does make room for more aligned people to come into your life. Exactly. Yeah. It totally makes that space. Mm-hmm. Because remember, if a glass is full, there's no point you're going to pour in something. Mm-hmm. Right? You will first need that space. And this is what I also refer to as the tower moments. Yeah. That tower card in Tarot, if you know it. Yes. It's like that picture when there's a tower being destroyed by thunder. Yes. And well, this is like those chaotic moments, relationships breaking away and literally being taken out of your life. And you're like, why the heck is that happening? Yeah. It's most of the time so confusing, so heartbreaking. But understand that in order for something new to grow and be there and, you know, for you to really Meet the people who are like 
on that same level with you. Mm-hmm. Like you really want to surround yourself. It goes way back also to the very highly successful people. You really want to surround yourself with people you can grow with. Yes. You can have conversations with that you inspire. This, by the way, while we do those monthly soul tribe sessions mm-hmm. in the membership, yes. we meet once a month live. Mm-hmm. And then we always, always talk about the topic because we have one topic every single month. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing in an awakening is that you really have to connect to like-minded people. You do. really what I want them to offer. So we have that exclusive private Facebook group. Yes. But we also have that really you know, live sessions where you can really connect and seeing how my members are thriving and really their awakening is taking that full speed Yes, because they have that input. Well, they have that really a- knowledge that can thrive off yes. and really people in the, and I really wanted to cry after our last Soul Trap session. This is totally talking about what you just said, being alone. One of my members, she texted me and was like, she was so inspired by even when the other members of the membership are like at totally different stages of the awakening yeah. and they truly are. But the questions they had that we were talking about, they were inspiring her so much and making her understand that, you know, this is what it is about and everything. So you just shouldn't feel alone because you are never alone. Mm-hmm. Never. Right. And that's, I just, you know, it's so empowering to hear you say that because there are so many people that, because we can be stuck in these patterns of hanging out with the same people or being around the same people or family members, friends that we've been friends with for years and years, when you start to do this work and you start to really like look inward, it's, it it is going to trigger some people in your life, but you have to surround yourself. Like for me, I surround myself with communities on Facebook and with people that I've met in courses like you, you know, I, I try to stay in contact with those people because they're working towards similar things that I'm working towards. And when you have that, it's like a compounding of energy. I feel like to where it's going to be easier for you to get there when you have the like-mindedness around you for sure. And you need people and see, this is the thing where, where when you realize that current relationships, friendships, whatever, mm-hmm. might not serve you anymore. When you understand that they're not holding you up. Yes. Yeah. When they're when not they're not happy with their own lives. They're in no position. You can't even blame them for that. They're in no position to support you fully. Right. When they're not happy with their own life. Right. This is like such a common thing. But like talking about us, well, obviously, I sense your energy and everything mm-hmm. when you're like, I'm fine. I know. What are you you're like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? And try again. Yeah. I'm like, no, wait, I forgot you're reason. psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, like you caught me. <laughs> but you already know that, first of all, you know, I truly love you and I yeah. care for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm holding you up in your yes. unique path. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love talking to you. I mean, I just love it because I feel like even when I I know I'm not doing okay and I'm like, I'm okay because it's just conditioning, right? It's like, (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Um, You're just, you'll give me this look where you're like, are you sure? Yeah. You know? And I'm like. Or when I watch your stories. Yeah. I watch your stories and I know you're not fine, but I'm I'm just going to check in. Yes. And you do. And you're so good at that because I feel like. 
I need it too, you know, especially going through this awakening with someone on my side, like you, it's, it makes it so much easier for me to get through it as well. You know, um, I did have one just random download pop in really quick for my last question for you. Yeah, um, give it to me. <laughs> okay. So I had this weird moment the other day and I don't know why this mm. even happened. And if my sister Carly was listening to this, she'd probably be like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, but so my sister, no, no, no. But, oh, Andrea. But, but yeah, Andrea, there. Oh she's right behind you because she's laughing right now. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. It's so weird. <laughs> I like can feel it. It's so strange. I love her, but like, it's just, I'm not used to it yet. You know what I mean? Don't worry. I know. Just when you talked about your other sister, she started there. laughing. That's why well, cause she probably that. knows my other sister is like a little bit, um, hesitant about, things that are, you know, super spiritual or she, that's probably why she is laughing because she knows Carly and she knows that she's going to be like, okay, you know, yeah, sure. so, um, but I was thinking about this, like I, I had like a really great time with my sister Carly the other day and I was just sitting there and I was driving home. So it's so weird. I was driving home and I'm like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to like, when I transition, am I ever going to know Carly again? Like, am I ever going to know her in that form again? You know what I mean? Like, is she going to travel with me to other lifetimes as my, not as my sister necessarily, but like, am I going to ever be connected with her in a different human experience? You know what I mean? Cause she's oh, showing she her. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, oh. she's showing as my sister now, but it's like, I was just thinking like, oh, I don't know if I'm ever going to know her again. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Sure. You see what I'm yeah, like? I know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know, but this is leading us back to our first topic, and I love it. Perfect circuit. Talking circuit. about souls being connected. Yes. So just trust in the fact that if the souls have that bond, mm -hmm. and if she's just sister now, and and by the way, you're you're a sister, <laughs> like yeah, um, you have that soul. The, the, many people refer to this as a soul contract. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I want to call it a contract, because it sounds very human. Right. <laughs> that, that, like, that, like, that soul, how we want to call it, that they're just so deeply connected mm -hmm. and love how we know it. And because enough, we wouldn't even do that, that connection justice. Right. Let me be real about here. So if they're connected like that, very, very much likely you're going to be connected. No, you don't have to come back as sisters. Right. So sometimes couples, when they're married in this lifetime, going to be married again in the next. But maybe next time they're going to be brother and sister. Or And also, don't think you would have to be a female in that next lifetime right. again. You could totally be a male. Yeah. Isn't that totally oh, be. It's so crazy. It, it is. is. To me, honestly, now it isn't anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because, because honestly, it's just so, so common because of channeling all of this work, guys. Mm -hmm. And I love it so much. And honestly, everything I have learned is from them. So that knowledge is, has changed my life. So yeah. just know you don't have to come back as a female again or a male if you're a male listening right now. You most probably not going to look the same. You right. might live on a completely different part of this beautiful planet Earth. Right. And, but 
are our souls going to come back together? Yes. Okay. They're so deeply connected like that. Yes. Okay. I just wonder, you know, it's, it's all, I'm still dipping my toes. Like I feel like I've done a lot of work, but it's still very, like the very tip of the iceberg. And so I like asking you questions because you are so connected and it just makes me, mm-hmm. you know, feel better. Cause I like had that moment of sadness where I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to like know her in a different lifetime. You know, like I love but my sister. Yeah. But that's a, that's a very, by the way, we are going to have a whole month on past lifetimes oh, for the yay. membership. I'm yes. just saying that because my members have chosen that. They asked me about past lifetimes and I'm like, y'all want to do an entire month of that. And yes. I was like, yeah. And, um, but that is a very common thing. See, this is how it goes. On your spiritual awakening path, you learn so many new things. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to have that teacher, to have that mentor yes. or the membership. Mm-hmm. Because you need somebody you can ask. And this is why that, because this is the number one thing I figured. If you have a question, mm-hmm. read the answer to get to the next step. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. This is why that mentor that to my students, but also to the membership, why their path is really accelerating. Yes. Because the more you understand, the faster you receive. And there's only so much Google can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The faster you will grow. And having those questions come up when you just understood about past lifetimes and mm-hmm. just learned about it. Right. Of course you're gonna have those questions. It's only fair. Mm-hmm only fair to have that and it's a very natural question especially if you love somebody so much yeah 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 okay that's good to know I just I yeah like you said it's like as I learn more I just have these epiphanies where I'm like wait you know you just have to think about it I feel like so what were you there's one more thing I want to share which is also bringing me back like one of my spirit guides, they can also change, by the way. Okay. So ever since my grandfather has died, he has been my spirit guide. But my other spirit guide, he has been a soul from a past lifetime. So a soul I'm connected with. Mm-hmm. But he has been in this entire life, my spirit guide. He's not going to reincarnate in this lifetime as a human being, yeah. probably, as I know of until now. Yeah. <laughs> But this is also how it works. So even if those souls not going to come back together as humans, maybe very well possible that one of the souls is going to be your spirit guide. And I have seen that before too with clients of mine. So okay. that can work too. Okay. But are you always connected? Totally. Yes. Okay. So sorry, one more question because I just like thought about of course, it. Yeah. So when yeah. you say that because of my sister that passed mm-hmm. away, like, is she one of my guides then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I never know. Like, I don't know if she's just the one. Did we talk about that? I feel like, I don't know if we did. We did. We did. We did. Okay. Because she is definitely a spirit guide. I even see her right now. That's why I said she's right Yeah. (laughs) She's like waving right now. (laughs) This is so funny. But yeah, she is. Okay. She definitely is. Okay. Because I just get curious. You have that connection. And she knows. In the state you're in right now, you really need her presence yeah. and her love. And this is why I also said, don't consider those days as grieving, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just she really knows, she, she really wants to make herself very present for you on that day. Yeah. So that makes us sad, but at the same time, it can really comfort you. That's true. I'm going to start looking at it like that because... I rarely, I rarely get to the point where I'm feeling extreme sadness. I'll obviously feel, you know, 
Um, heavy. It's a heavy heart. Yeah, I think that's the word. I have that too. Yeah. yeah, and and but but it, it's such such a good perspective to have that it's like she just wants to make herself known those days, and that she's yeah, here for totally. me. You know, because there are some days where I don't feel the connection. I feel disconnected, and it's not. It's it's because of my human experience, not that she's not there. It's because of what I'm going through in the human experience, and you know that's clogging up my intuitive abilities, whatever it may be. So that's good to know, though. I've always wondered if she's considered like one of my guides, or because I don't even know. I haven't gotten to the point where I've uncovered like speaking directly to my guides. You know, and we, we better work. I know. Go, no. We better work. <laughs> I know. Wait, I need so, to. Because I told you, you are very psychic. But listen, this is what I've experienced. There are so many people out there who have so many more psychic abilities, but it's fair to not have them all uncovered. When you are ready to, mm-hmm. you will. Okay. Okay, that's good to know because I feel like it's oh well, and you know me, you know the yeah. first <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I yeah, I want to get to the point where I need to work with you because I feel like I just I want to get to the point where I can connect directly because I feel like it just uncovers a lot of vital information that you need in your human experience. And when you feel that you want to know that you feel that wanting because you know you can't. Yes. Yeah. And this is your intuition jumping in being like, we're ready, let's go. Dude, that's so powerful. It's so powerful because I feel like... If, yeah, because if you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't feel that need. See, that's why I told you about your emotional GPS. Mm-hmm. You know you really want that. That's your intuition saying, let's get to work. Yes. We're ready. Yeah. We're so ready for this. Gosh, that's insane. It's so funny because I feel like whenever... Uh, like I've learned things in the past and I've learned the same things over the course of like 15 years. Right. I, or not even learned, I've been exposed to the same information within manifestation and spirituality only until I'm ready. Have I been able to absorb it and take it in as wisdom? That's the only time it it will, if you're not ready, it, you're not going to be able to absorb it. it. You just won't until you're like fully ready. See, and this is, goes back to the, if, if you if you want to try to understand what, what we mean is when you read a book mm-hmm. and a year later, you're going to read it again and then you read it for a third time and every single time you will learn something different from the very same book. Right. That is because you are at a new stage of your frequency, of your vibrational alignment, yes. and you are ready to learn new things. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I have audiobooks, and I have to be very careful with audiobooks because I literally always pick up the energy of the reader. Okay. So there are literally <laughs> audiobooks I can't listen to. But the ones I do love in Paris, I listen to nine, 10, 11 times, 11 times, even in a row, two, three times, because I always pick up something else. Yes. And that's, and that's what I've said too, is, you know, I feel like as you read that book, once you expand your consciousness Mm -hmm. a little bit, you read it twice, Mm -hmm. even more, you have more space to bring in more wisdom um, because you're constantly expanding your consciousness when you're rereading these things, you know, and that's what it all comes down to is just expanding, expanding, expanding. So you can take in more abundance and more learnings and more wisdom 
to carry with you into, you know, whatever else you're going into or your next life or anything. So that's the way I look at it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Can we just emphasize on what you just said? Mm-hmm. And I think this is your highest self yes. speaking to like break it down, girl. Yes. You just said whatever you learn, you take it to your next lifetime. Did you just even realize you said that? <laughs> no. I didn't. That I was, was like See? I know this is your highest self taking over girl. I know it's always when I'm with you I'm telling you it's always when I'm talking to you because I'll just even the podcast interview that I did on your podcast I listened back and I was like holy yeah I, I think I know what I'm talking about <laughs> like I really sounded it you know no you're safe yes yeah you know you're safe with me mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying that but yeah You just feel that connection. I feel yeah. it with you too. Yeah. That's what I told you. And this is why I center energy so strongly. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it is, I feel every person's energy, even if it's a supermarket and it's, uh, it's <clears throat> sometimes quite a thing. Yeah. But your energy stands out to me so much because you are such a light being. Mm. Thank you. You never come from a place of ever wanting something bad for just anybody. And of course, I'm having good times. <laughs> you have gone through a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna touch on that, but it is. But you have grown out of that, and you're still in that process. And this is why you are that night worker who I told you before. You are so psychic. Mm-hmm. You will or will not unveil that rather thing that you will. Yeah. <laughs> when it's and when it's time for that, but you are such a light being and your energy is like a relief to me. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I mean because me, like, sometimes it, people don't don't mean that in a bad way. No. Your energy is Oh my gosh. Good. That makes me feel so like good when you say that like that makes me feel because some you know sometimes my human my human self doubts my my energy sometimes and the way that I show up but um it's it's it is has been a common theme like some of my close close friends that I have felt such a connection to say that I've had this energy that's pure And that's, I've heard that multiple times in my life. Like my friend Ida, she's like, you just are the most purest soul. Like, I just love you, you know? And it just makes me, it's reassuring to hear that because sometimes I'm like, I doubt myself where I'm, I don't know how I'm showing up. So hearing you say that, thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful that you said that, honestly. I mean, it helps me so much. If you didn't know that, it helps me so much, you know? So oh, I love you. I love you. You are here and that is your purpose to have. I have no doubt. Yeah. And I the psychic in me, I know what's gonna happen with you, so I'm excited for this and I'm happy we have that conversation because you're not gonna have that much time forever. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I would I would just also encourage you to understand that you are sometimes unsure of or doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the human part of you, mm-hmm. and that is because you are such a light. But the world and the people who will receive your teachings really, really need you. Mm-hmm. They really need you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It helps more than you know. 
I, it, it just, it really does, especially when I'm going through it, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's definitely, again, reassuring that, that part of me that I, I feel most times, but sometimes it gets, you know, clogged. So clouded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but I honestly, I believe that with every lady. Yes. Do you think I would never have that? Oh, I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> that belief. And then I have spirit like clogging, like, really? Girl, what's up? But also, I wanted to share with you one thing mm-hmm. I wanted to share before because I feel like you have to know this. Okay. On the days when you feel most disconnected, mm-hmm. we feel really caught like literally caught up and lost and confused and that causes even more pain right because we you are at a stage and you're awakening where you are consciously aware of the fact that you're disconnected mm-hmm. and that causes more pain but what will give you so so much great comfort is the fact that even if you feel disconnected no your spirit guides are literally right behind you mm-hmm. beside you in front of you yes Even if the human part is taking over, mm-hmm. and again, I always encourage everybody to acknowledge and honor that human part. It's nothing, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Remember, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. Right. Your body is your vessel. Yes. Better honor it. Yes. But just know that even if you feel the most horrible, they're still there. Yeah. They're still connected. And I found that to be so comforting. It is because especially when you're in those low moments, you can feel like there's no one, you know, and you can feel like, but I, I've, I teach too, is you can never become fully disconnected from your spirit guides, the universe source. You can never become. That's impossible. It is. That's impossible. And you know what helps and what I love what you do too, Mm -hmm. is the EFT chapter. I honestly believe, I honestly believe, and I I, I, I see that myself having a really Spiritual, I like. I have an entire spiritual toolbox, and yes. I believe everybody should have that. Mm-hmm. Like, really having a spiritual practice going on, yeah, at least once a day to really stay in that. Mm-hmm. You know, then like, I, I don't know, it just helps tremendously. Those, it does. Those are the most. Those when I'm in a very nice routine of doing whatever feels yeah, aligned. Exactly. Not necessarily that I have to do, okay, wake up, I have to meditate, and then I have to do EFT, and then I have to journal, and, you know, but I take whatever I feel aligned with that day, and I implement at least one spiritual practice, and I feel like that is the difference between feeling connected and feeling disconnected. That is 100%. That's the key ingredient, is having that routine, a spiritual routine where you're working on your connection every single day. And that's something. Aim that, into this one. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. It's true. It is so true. It, it is. really, really happens. And to me, it is a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. I have to say that too. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Did she ever try cards? By the way. Yeah, I have. Where I think they're in that dresser back there. But yeah, I do have them. <laughs> but you're Because talking about like cards, oracle cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I do. I do a, like a tiny oracle card reading or a tarot card reading mm-hmm. every single Monday for my members. Oh my God, because amazing. it just, and I just love doing it because every oracle or tarot deck is like own language. Yes. It really is so. Yeah. And, and just, just having that guidance from the universe mm-hmm. and you can totally read them intuitively. <laughs> I just love it. I just love it so much. This is, this is funny. I have a deck. And one of the cards is, um, I think it says your life is a canvas 
on it. Mm. And it says that I, like every time I pull it, the the explanation of the card is like, you came here to teach manifestation and you came here and I pull it almost every single time. And it's always like in alignment with the soul mission, like the layout and everything. It's always in alignment with the soul mission. And it, I, I'm telling you almost every time I pull that card that, that your life is a canvas and I'm like, it just makes so much sense. I feel like I'm in such alignment when I pull that card because I'm like, I came here to help people come back to their truth of manifestation and being able yes. to co-create because we get disconnected from it. But everyone has the ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's very powerful. I need to start doing more of those like on a weekly basis because I feel like it does help me a lot. Definitely. But thank you so much for coming on the Blissing Out podcast. I'm like so grateful for you. You are one of my favorite people in this experience, like this human experience. I just, you, you. yeah, like I don't even have words for it because I feel like you're just such a accepting energy in my life right now. And every time I see you, I just feel automatically accepted as, as who I am. And, and you don't, you know, you're just very good at being so loving and accepting and, I just am so grateful for you. So thank you so much. How could I not? You are amazing. Thank you. You are. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a blast. Yes, it was so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned. Hit subscribe. And as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at blissingoutblog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.